It is Truth Be Told with DT and Telly on 1017 The Truth, The Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com. Truth be told, live from the American Family Insurance Studio inside the avenue in the heart of downtown Milwaukee. If you're just joining us, thanks for joining us. We've gotten things started off this morning on a very hot note. We were talking about parents yelling at their kids. And uh, what are your thoughts about it? And DT, as uh, I mean, from an experienced single black mom, she has given her perspective on things and uh, and something that we are uh, going to move into. Speaking of parenting, there's a, a really cool thing uh, that is going on here. And Denise, we know this is live TV. And while we get our guests set up, you go ahead and kind of, you know, preface it, and then we'll get this interview started. Because mm-hmm, you see my face. Yeah, I see your face. I see your fa- It's a lot going on now. It's a lot going on. Black mama. Anywho. <laughs> yeah, you, boy, y'all be bringing it out too, boy. I promise y'all. Truth Nation, pray for me. Because Telly and Ben, some mornings, they just bring it out. Anywho, as we mentioned. We've got a great, exciting interview. Speaking of parenting, a great organization uh, known as First Stage is going to be hosting a production called Dream Quickie Dream. I'm so excited for this. And this is going to be an incredible experience for all ages. And the story is inspired by the life of Donald Quickie Driver. <laughs> and again, it is going to be held at the Marcus Performing Arts Center. It's directed by DeMonte Henning, and it's authored by Gloria Bond Clooney. And in the studio, we've got these incredible special guests, also including the choreographer of this great production. So y'all want to stay tuned because when we talk about parenting, one of the things that this story will share as it relates to Donald Driver becoming a first-time dad and, you know, balancing his professional NFL career. How do I be a parent? Yeah. And so one of the ways that Donald Driver demonstrated effective parenting was by reading and telling stories to his kids. So we're going to get into that. Are we, we ready? We're we, we ready. We're awesome, ready. Y'all. Yes, yes, yes. And thank you so much. 
I'm glad you fixed your face and made it right. <laughs> oh, when we take break, I'm going to get Black Mama on you. Don't worry. When we take break, you're going to get the smoke. But go ahead. <laughs> but you do, what, you do what Black Mamas do. Everything's cool with companies around. And then as soon as they leave, exactly. it's on. And we do Y'all have. Y'all come on in and a, have a seat. <laughs> <laughs> we have a very, As soon as they leave, <laughs> it's on. Sit down. <laughs> have a seat. <laughs> we do have a guest in the studio, Christopher D'Angelo Gilbert, correct? Yes, sir. Yes. Yes, and he is here to talk about Dream Quickie Dream. And uh, again, you just tell us all about it. We know this is a, a story that's inspired by Donald Driver, the Packer champion, Super Bowl champion, and uh, basically Wisconsin legend. Everyone knows who Donald Driver is if you oh, lived yeah. in the state of Wisconsin. But yep, yep. what inspired this and how did this all come about? Well, Donald obviously had a series, he wrote a series of books. And then he kind of just wanted to amplify what he was already talking about, which was his life, but also just, uh, you know, stories about life and bringing kids together and, you know, highlighting their greatness. Uh, And in this particular story, this uh, sets the tone of where he started to where he got to and then obviously where he is now. Um, And throughout the play, you'll notice uh, obviously what football meant to him and then who he is as a person. And, um, you know, like I said, bringing light to who he is and what he wants to what he ultimately became. Mm-hmm. Um, and for us, it was just one of those like, OK, cool. We know, you know, we know he do on the gridiron. We've seen what he do with Dance with the Stars. And so now he's taking it to a whole nother level. Uh, he's showing you his levels to this. Yeah. And, and that was my next question. My follow up is what made him want to share this part of him? Because there's rare that we see that side of professional athletes, the parenting. Mm-hmm. The, I mean, the things that people don't think about, they just think they just go out there and play and yep. they practice yep. during the week. But you have families, you yep. got to move, mm-hmm. you got schools and things like that. So right, right, right. what made him want to open up this side of him? I mean, everybody has a story, right? Yeah. And so I think sometimes most people just assume that you're only that player, right? Or it only goes that far. And it's just like, well, he's just like, let me let me give you some perspective on who I actually am and see if, you know, uh, from a different perspective and in, in, a, in an artistic way. Uh, and for us, it was cool and super humbling because we're all from Milwaukee, you know, everybody that's on the creative staff. And so that's personal. You know, he know people, so he could have asked anybody else. So for him to say, okay, I'm going to bring it to y'all and can you make this – bring this to life he was like okay yeah most definitely so i mean when it's who you are it's nothing greater than that yeah especially when you want to show him who you are right and and the type of person he is i mean he basically a national treasure here so Mm -hmm. you know it's like who don't want to know that story yes for sure we are joined live in studio by christopher d'angelo gilbert he's here on behalf of dream quickie dream it's a play inspired by the life of donald quickie driver and uh it will be at the marcus uh center of performing arts correct Correct. coming up and uh um yeah it's just to me i've always been a fan of donald driver it seems like he's always done things the right way but in a way that i mean this is to me to be vulnerable enough to show this side of you because we know that as a parent you're going to make mistakes and there's mm-hmm. things that you need to learn through because no one gets training on be a parent. You become a parent and then right, it's right, game right. time. Right, right. So for him uh, to do that, but Denise has a question as okay, well. Yeah, cool. Yeah. Well, first of all, your title is so intriguing in terms of your role in this production. You are the movement choreographer which I find so interesting because as we most of us know Donald Driver won Dancing with the Stars like he was the 
winner of of Dance with the Stars, which is one of the most popular TV shows right now. How did he incorporate that experience with what we're going to see during this incredible production? And and how did you inspire him, if at all, to really tune in to his talent skills of being able to dance? Right. I would say it's a two-way street. You know, like, you got to meet people in the middle. My mindset is always, like, everybody brings something different to the table. So, uh he, but also he had this mindset too. He was like, yo, I'll give y'all full creative control because I trust y'all. If you're in the position, if you're that person that's, you know, on the team, you're on that team for a reason. So I got to allow you to create the way you need to create. But uh, what you're going to see is a balance of you got football skills and you got like 80s hip hop. So it's a balance of dance and football movement. So it, we, we were able to find a happy medium uh, between the two worlds because they can coexist. And um, he allowed me to cook the way I need to cook, and I, he he was cooking the way he cooked. Uh, <laughs> and we and we were able to learn a lot from each other. I already am a huge football fan as it is, and so he just kind of gave me some insight on obviously what got him to where he is and being a world champion, obviously being a dance with the stars. You know, he had a little salsa. You know, he 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 cooked a certain way, and I was like, cool. <laughs> hey, you know, you can never have too many chefs in the kitchen, and especially when everybody's <laughs> open minded about it. So yeah, we just were able to meet each other in the middle um, with that. What are you most excited about Quickie Dream? What are you most excited about as far as what what people you think are really going to leave with after witnessing this incredible production? I'm going to say the value of what Milwaukee has to offer uh, from an artistic standpoint, but also seeing him for who he actually is through and through uh, and not just on TV. Now, he is exactly who he is and who he presents himself as, but now this is a little bit more, uh, you get to dive more into seeing him as, him as a whole. Uh, and I think that's cool that, he chose to bring it here when I, he could have went anywhere else, and obviously choosing Milwaukee and artists from Milwaukee and directors from Milwaukee. Um, so, yeah, I, I think it's really just looking at us as a whole and then what it looks like when we all combine what we do together. We are joined live in studio by Christopher D'Angelo Gilbert, a movement choreographer for the play that's coming to Milwaukee Dream, Quickie Dream. One more quick question, because I, I don't want to sabotage and, and give too much away. Right, right. The first stage organization, transforming lives through theater. I love that because, especially in our community, we have so many creatives. We have so many talented, young, uh, creative leaders that right. just need that exposure, that one person to believe in them. So when when we see that first stage is co-commissioning this production with the Marcus Performing Arts Center, what does that mean? What does first stage mean when they say we're transforming lives through theater? So, I mean, it's all about the stage that you step on, right? And it's not just the performance stage. It's the life stage. And so it's like, cool. Our, artistically, you can create and build kids up, but it's like, who are they as people is also. And my mindset as a teacher is like, I can be as great as possible within these four walls of this classroom, but they only go so far. But who you are outside of here, that's forever. You know, and so it's it's got to be bigger than just going through a monologue or only learning lines. It's like how you carry yourself, you know, what you provide, what you produce, what you project out onto other people. So it's preparing them not just to be great artists, but great people overall. We're live in studio with Christopher D'Angelo Gilbert telling us all about this amazing play that will be coming to Milwaukee. Dream, quickie, dream. Again, he just told you everything that you need to know now. He just needs to let you know how you can get tickets. Correct. So you can go to firststage.org uh, and the Market Center uh, for Performing Arts. You can just go online and get everything there. Uh, we have uh, matinee shows. We have um, 
uh, school shows. So there's a there's a balance, a little bit of everything. So, you know, because some people want to put the kids to bed early. So if you want to go see it by yourself. But also I do recommend the family. It is family friendly. So you can go to the site, see everything there. Um, and we run basically from this opening Friday or this Friday's opening night. And it runs through the month yes. of October. Yeah, so- and what I love... There's also a sign language interpreted performance yeah. on Sunday, October 20th. That is so dope. We got something for everybody. No matter who you are, you got something for everybody. So, again, the sign language interpreted performance is Sunday, October 22nd at 3.30 p.m. Definitely check out the website because there are so many variations of this performance. There's even a sensory-friendly yeah. performance, and that's on Saturday, October 21st. This is so exciting. I'm definitely going to check out one of these performances because, thank God, I'll be home in Milwaukee during this week. <laughs> okay, so yeah. count me in. I'm going to definitely bring my family. Okay, yeah, yeah. You want front row? Where, where you want to sit at? What, what you want to do? See? <laughs> See, that's what I'm talking about. See, you understood the assignment. Oh, we, Did you I, coach I, well, yeah, these two I, in front of you? Say yes. Yeah, yeah, yes. Well, I understand That's the whole syllabus. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Of course I, I want front row. Yeah, <laughs> yeah obviously, right. She, you know, she to, was going to answer No, that, I, knew, right? I knew it was coming. I just threw it out there. I was like, okay, she's going to take it or not. I got you. October 6th through October 29th, this play will be running at the Marcus Performing Arts Center. Christopher D'Angelo Gilbert, thank you for your time. Thank you for coming in and letting us know what is going on. And now, Truth Nation, you have a chance to win four tickets to see Dream Quickie Dream, a play inspired by Packers legend and Super Bowl champion Donald Quickie Driver. The play follows Donald Driver's journey as a new dad as he teaches his son about how to dream big. You can catch... I mean, excuse me, you can watch the magic unfold live by being caller number seven at 833-212-1017. That is caller number seven at 833-212-1017 to win a free four pack to see Dream Quickie Dream, a play inspired by Packers legend Donald Driver at the Marcus Center's Todd Weir Theater in downtown Milwaukee to get your tickets to see Dream Quickie Dream, a Donald Driver inspired play. Visit firststage.org. That is firststage.org. Again, be caller number 7 1017 Again, Christopher D'Angelo Gilbert, thank you for your time. Thank you for coming in and sharing this. And when we return, we'll continue the conversation on the other side of the break. You listen to Truth Be Told with DT and Telly. Keep it locked. More of Truth Be Told with DT and Telly is next on 1017 The Truth, The Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com. More of Truth Be Told with DT and Telly is next on 1017 The Truth, The Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com. Welcome back to Truth Be Told with DT and Telly. What a great interview with Christopher D'Angelo Gilbert letting us know all yes. about Dream Quickie Dream. That will be at the Marcus Center of Performing Arts from October 6th through the 29th. So all month long, go and check out the play inspired by Packers legend 
and Super Bowl champion Donald Quickie Driver. And speaking of sports, man, we got to give a shout-out, DT. Uh, I know we want to get into Jimmy Butler and his Andre 3000 hair, but tonight the playoffs start for the Milwaukee Brewers as they try to make a deep playoff run and get back to the World Series for the first time. Let's see if people have been listening to us. The Brewers last time were in the World Series. What year? Uh, You weren't around. I asked Tony, so I'm not going to do you like that. Ben Jammin, do you be paying attention to the show? When's the last time the Brewers were in the World Series? (laughs) Golly, you weren't alive. Uh, all right, all right. 1982. Maybe 1982. I thought, wait, wait a minute. I thought the Brewers won the World the World Series nah, like a few years ago. No. They what have, was that? They've never won the World Series, and they've only been to the World Series once, and that was in 1982. It was recent, though, right? No. Okay, who am I thinking of? The Brewers had a really good year one year, and I thought it was like – Okay. Well, if you talk talking bad. championships, you're thinking about the Bucks, <laughs> Not the Brewers. No, I, I know my Bucks. <laughs> but, yeah, yeah. Man, I kissed that Larry Trophy yeah. so many times. Yeah, so it's been since 1982 that the Brewers were last in the World Series. And Game 1 is at AmFam Field tonight against the Arizona Diamondbacks. And uh, I think first pitch is like 6.08. So make sure you stay tuned for that. And speaking of sports, a lot going on. Yesterday was media day, and it was the first time that uh, people got a chance to see, Bucks fans got a chance to see Damian Lillard in a Bucks uniform and taking pictures alongside Chris and Giannis and Brooke. And I mean, a lot of excitement and uh, a lot of excitement and, and, and attention was focused in a different way down in Miami. <laughs> And that had everything to do with former Marquette star Jimmy Butler. Now, last year, it was a joke. He came in with these extension dreads, and I mean, it, and people were like, gosh, you know, you've grown your hair out that much during the offseason? And it was a joke. And apparently, he wanted to keep the joke going this year. Uh, he came, what did you think about it, DT, when you, when you first well, saw Jimmy Butler's hair? What did you think? Let me just clarify. Let me just clarify. First of all, it's not it's not meant to be funny. I mean, it really is. So for those that aren't familiar, there was this term called emo, whether it's emo hair, emo makeover, emo dress, where you just basically wear your hair, whether it's bright colors, whether it's a style similar to what Jimmy Butler has, which to Telly's point. It's very similar to what Andre 3000 wore in uh, Hey Mm Y'all, the video. Uh, So Jimmy Butler says, and and he said it, he says, I'm I'm emo right now. I'm I'm very emotional. I love basketball. I'm ready for this new season. So he went complete (laughs) emo. He's got long, straight hair with, I'm talking about whoever put that part in his hair, call me. That's the best part I've ever seen in my life. Was that and the that's old school so, put the grease? In, 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 man, <laughs> and you get that thin comb, and it hurts when they do that part. And they got it. Man, whoever, seriously, if you're listening, whoever gave Jimmy Butler that part, please call me because I need you. I need you in my life. Uh, look, look um, DT, your, your nephew, uh, Tyler Hero, 
could not stop laughing. They were trying to take team pictures, and it was it was Tyler, Jimmy, and Bam Adebayo. And Bam and Tyler could not stop laughing because Jimmy kept like moving his hair to the to the side. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, man, come on, man. <laughs> and look, it doesn't stop there. It doesn't stop. So an, an emo makeover is really about just going all out. So to your point, in addition to debuting his straightened hair with the big old part, he's got pierced lips. So his top lip is pierced. His eyebrow is pierced, his nose is pierced, and he visibly displayed black fingernail paint polish on his nails. And you can see this. I mean, I'm not, we ain't, we're not making this up, y'all. You can go and look at this. You can Google Miami Heat Media Day and look at the conference, or excuse me, the news conference with Jimmy Butler. Um, but yeah, he's just like, I'm, I'm full emo now. I'm feeling this. Talking about his new look. And as Telly had mentioned, he kept moving his hair. It is hilarious. <laughs> but he said, I'm very emotional right now. This is my emo state. And I like this. This is me. This is how I've been feeling as of lately. Now, I was sharing with Telly, there are a number of artists that are, or creatives that are going through their emo period. I'll give you an example, Kanye West. So when you see Kanye and he's got like all black on and he's wearing like a, a pantyhose mask or, you know, he's got his face. That's emo. I, I'm so glad you, are, you, you educated are. me during the break. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it, it, no, I, I'm sure I'm not the only one that doesn't know about this. So please continue. Like examples well, like you okay. gave me Kanye. So, and, yes. Yes. Please yep, continue. I'm coming up on my year. I'm coming up on my year of being blonde. And this, so literally, a, I think next week will be my one year anniversary of wearing like platinum blonde hair. Now, I didn't go as extreme as Kanye or Jimmy Butler, but I did. That was kind of like I was feeling really emotional. I was just kind of feeling that I was getting complacent, and I just wanted to scream. And so for me, the way that I did that, and, you know, I'm not going to lie, too. I mean, the grays was coming in. I'm like, oh, no, 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 no. We won't be doing the gray. <laughs> Although I think a lot of women who rock the gray look amazing. It just wasn't working for me because I had the Cruella DeVille stripe. That, that was the gray. It was growing in like Cruella DeVille from oh. 101 Dalmatians. Oh, wow. That's why another reason. But yeah, I, 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 Truth Nation, if you have had your emo phase or period, or you might be in it right now, hit us up on the Truth Tonka text line, which is 833-212-1017. You can also see me right now live and telly by going to either YouTube or Twitter. We're streaming live, and you can see us. Just search for 101.7 FM or The Truth or 101.7 The Truth, and you can see if you haven't already. And I'm coming up on my one year of my, my blonde streak. Now, emo makeovers, such as Jimmy Butler proudly debuted <laughs> during media day yesterday. And this may not be necessarily for him, but it could be a cry for help as well. Sometimes when you go through your emo phase, your emo makeover, Thank and again, you. I'm not implying that this is what Jimmy Butler, because I mean, he's very, he's already saying that um, the Miami Heat are going to win the NBA title. He's already proclaimed that. And I'm not, I'm not mad. He said, I'm going to be Dame, Giannis, and Adrian Griffin on our way to a title. That was a quote from Jimmy Butler uh, yesterday during media day. So I think just based on my experience, 
he's got the Kanye vibe going on. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm untouchable. I'm unbensable. I don't care. I'm making a statement. Yes, I have a big old part. Yes, I'm going to wave my hair. And yes, we're going to win the NBA title. That's what I think was his overall objective. Oh, interesting. <laughs> <laughs> I just, just I, 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 like I, again. I am so glad that you explained this to me because all <laughs> these new terms, I, I, you know, that used to just be called everything you said. That used to be called he's just going through something right now, or he on one. Well, you know, nowadays it's it, it's all scientific. They all have these diagnoses and yeah. th- theories, and you know, and so for and look, he even talked about his uh, top playlist. And the songs that he chose, like Fall Out Boy, uh, 22 Pilots, 24 Seconds to Mars, Death Cab for Coffee, Jimmy Eat World. These are his hype songs. And he shared it. Yeah. So I'm just, again, Jimmy he's going one. through his emo period. Jimmy on one. Okay. And, and, uh, <laughs> Truth Nation. From uh, one creative to another, <laughs> I embrace what he's look, doing. I that, can totally relate. Hey, as as I always say, what he doing ain't bothered me or affected my life. If he wants to wear his hair down to his butt, he can. And, and straight and this, that, and the other. But on the Truth Talking text line, Kim says, I would be emo too if my team missed the opportunity to get one of the best point guards and the opportunity to get Drew Holiday. He should be emotional. <laughs> okay, look, on the Truth Talking text line, also, Airmore says, so Jimmy Butler is a punk rocker. That's what an emo is. That's a version of emo. You're absolutely right, Airmore, but there are other – there are other types of being an emo. So it has evolved. But yes, back in the you know 80s and 90s, that would be who you might say, like the, the students that wore black yeah. all day, every day. Yeah. That would be, as, as to uh, Aaron Moore is, is saying, um, somebody you know who wore their hair. Remember those uh, big punk rocker hairstyles? Yeah, like where, you the know, spiky. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So it, but it has evolved now. Just like, for example, Jimmy Butler wore black fingernail polish. Yeah. You know? I mean, he's expressing, but it's not just punk rockers. It could be, yeah. So he gave me the, Airmore gave me the check. Yeah, it's it's expanding. Again, the reason why I know is from experience and also for all my creatives out there, and you know who you are, we do not do well with structure or rules or being put in a box. We just don't. And so the best way, and, and the Miami Heat organization, they obviously know this about Jimmy. It's kind of, Okay, I'll give you another example. This will really hit you on home, Telly. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you remember the press conference where Michael Jordan was talking about Dennis Rodman. And one of the reporters had asked, because that's when Dennis Rodman was wearing, you know, dresses. He was dressing in drag. You know, he had all these piercings on his face. And Michael Jordan was very public. Yes, we want Dennis Rodman to play for the Bulls. Yes, we want him to come back next season. Michael Jordan was like, I don't care. Whatever it takes for this man to show up and be great, yeah. I embrace it. As yeah. long He said, as long as he's not doing anything that's, you know, against the law or disrespectful, do you. And I think that's exactly what the Miami, organiz- Miami Heat organization is saying. Like, look. Jimmy Butler is one of those people who is is different. And if this is what he needs in order to bring his A game, because they almost won the title last year. Yeah. Let's keep it real. Yeah, just let him do then, it. So yeah. I say that because if you if you work with or if you are associated with an emo or someone who's going through their emo phase, the worst thing that you can do is use words like this. Hey, man, you're weird. Or hey, man, or hey, hey girl, why are you doing that? You look stupid. You like an idiot. That's crazy. Don't do that. Yeah. Don't do it. Just, just like you said, Telly. You do you. You do I you. I do me. 
but the, do not criticize yes. a creative because like, you will not win. Yeah, the the only thing, and uh, I know we got to get to break, but the only thing that I I kind of have a little pushback is when you become that. You know what I mean? Like if you started off being like this, and then. You know, you elevate to another place, then that's one thing. But when you first get in the league and you're conforming to everything and, and this, that, and the other, it's not until a lot of times you get some money, then it's like, all right, I'm going to show y'all who the real me is. Well, that definitely helps when you, I'm sure yeah. for Dennis Rodman too. Yeah. Now, when we, I know we got to take a break. When we come back, I want to address uh, Madee says, quote, someone needs to pray over Jimmy. Demonic is real. Oh now, boy. that I don't like. That's, so when we come yeah, back, I'm going to address that. Because <laughs> one thing I don't, I don't play is when people go there about whether or not you don't. Me, Telly, Ben, you or anybody else has no clue or any position to judge whether we're going to hell or heaven. Period. <laughs> so when we come back yeah. from break, we're going to get into that a little bit more. The Truth Talk and text line is 833-212-1017. Are you feeling Jimmy Butler's new look or nah? For me... If you can bring a championship to the team and you need to wear your hair like Andre 3000, do hey, you. Look, if you go bring a championship, you can wear a thong on the outside of your shorts. And uh, i tell you what, matter of fact, before we go to break, Justin Fields, why don't you get you some emo, okay? Because I'm still I'm still on strike from the Bears, but maybe that's what you need. Maybe the whole Bears organization needs to go through an emo makeover. We'll be back. <laughs> More of Truth Be Told with DT and Telly is next on 1017 The Truth, The Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com. More of Truth Be Told with DT and Telly is next on 1017 The Truth, The Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com. <laughs> there you go. Biz on it. <laughs> smells. What you know about that smells like teen spirit oh, nirvana. Oh, man. Shout out to Kurt Cobain. Cobain. The original <laughs> Kurt Cobain, dude. Don't get me started. I'm, I'm, I love, and I want to be clear, I love rock music. And one of the reasons why I love rock music, because black folks invented it. Shout out to Chuck Berry, Ike Turner. Uh, what's the other brother's name? Um was a blues singer. Anyway, yeah, we invented rock and roll. So I'm here for it. Um, before break, we were talking about Jimmy Butler debuting his new emo makeover. And one of the comments was, I want to make sure I get it right. Uh, something about him being demonic. And I, I'm, I'm challenging that. So who, whoever that was, and I, I don't, I'm not going to waste time looking for who said it. It was Madee. But yeah, it was Madee? Yeah, okay. he said someone needs to pray over Jimmy. Demonic is real. Well, Madee, and I love you, and I appreciate your listenership. Let me just share with you the definition of demonic. It is, it's, first of all, it's an adjective. It's extremely evil or cruel. I'm going to say that again. It's extremely evil or cruel. It's expressive of cruelty or befitting hell. Something demonic in him, something that could be cruel. Where did you get from Jimmy Butler's new hairstyle and way he looks as being 
extremely evil or cruel because yeah. that's what demonic is. Yeah. And again, see, this goes back to when you talk about words matter, you, why a lot of people are talking about yelling. It's, it's not even just, even if you're not yelling, it's the words that you choose. And that's why a lot of times when some of our listeners text and they say certain things, I'm like, you need to go back and reread what you said because that's microaggressive or passive aggressive. And I know, you know, look, it's, this is a talk radio show. But all I'm asking is that before you start throwing labels on people, that's very serious to call somebody demonic just because of what they wear. We got a caller. Kiana, you are live with DT and Telling on Truth Be Told. What is your question or comment? Good morning. Hey, y'all. Good morning. I just want to say that people are so misguided and so judgmental about things that they don't know. The way a person dresses has nothing to do with being demonic or what they believe. My daughter dresses emo. She dresses in this black and dark purple. And, you know, and I, I, I for a second, I don't know everything, but if I for a second have to question her about it. But my daughter also carries her Bible with her everywhere she goes. Like, literally, she is a true believer. That has nothing to do with how she dresses. That's yeah. just how she chooses to dress. So I don't understand. People need to just mind their own business sometimes. That's a, Kiana, yes. Thank, thank you for saying that yes. because that's part of the reason why a lot of young people are suffering through mental health because we have these these rules and that's what I'm telling you. And Telly, because I want to, I want to hear your thoughts. As a creative person who was identified as gifted and talented, but also they tried to tell my parents, especially my mom, that I was either autistic, bipolar, and need to be put on Redlin. Mm -hmm. And my mom basically in her very eloquent way said, you can kick rocks. Ain't nobody to come to see you, Otis. Mm -hmm. And thank God she did. She embraced like when teachers would say, Denise talks too much. She's a distraction. These are the types of things that if your parents and your the people that are around you are co-signing, mm -hmm. you shut down. And then you start to feel like as though you don't belong and you do really extreme things that may be demonic. But I love how Kiana is one of those parents who embraces that even though my child may not be the traditional child. That's a great thing because I know my child is creative. Right. It's organizations like First Stage um, and uh, uh, T-Bay. Mm -hmm. thank, you, thank you for being the organization that you are because yes. parents like myself and Kiana embrace your child's creativity. Even if you don't understand it or even if it doesn't look like how you'd want them, the worst thing you can do is call a creative demonic. Yeah, that is so toxic. It's not even funny because demonic is evil and cruel. And the way you dress ain't got nothing to do with being demonic and cruel. That's if you have something that's not disrespectful. So don't do that, y'all. Yeah. Let's not do that. Yeah, Let's I, not do that to our creative people. Yeah, I, I agree. I agree. You have to allow people to express their creativity. And when you um start to throw labels on it because you don't understand it, then that makes them even more wanting or willing to like go further out. And so uh, it, like, look, everything ain't meant for you to understand. And, and look, uh, yeah, go the ahead. Caller, the caller on the true talking text line, the caller says, which I love this. He said, man, Michael Jordan didn't care if Dennis Rodman wore the butt out pants that Prince wore as long as he got 20 <laughs> rebounds per game. I know that's right. I know that's right, the caller. And, you over here talking about somebody demonic because what they got on, they, they win in championships. Man, go ahead. And, and if, do what you need to do. And if Jimmy Butler averages 30 points a game, I'm sure they don't care if he shows up in a curl bag uh, and, and, and a doggone uh, leather suit every day. 
as long as we put on them shorts and go out there on that court and do his thing, yeah, yeah. Let him do what he and needs I to wish, do. And I wish that David Stern would have had that same principle because you remember when Allen Iverson started wearing, you know, hip-hop style. Mm-hmm. They were describing it as, as thug and cr- criminalizing just based on the clothes that they were wearing. Now, I know some people are like, look, it's a professional sport. You should dress professional. You should wear suits. But that's coming from your lens. If if Allen Iverson needed to wear a big gold chain and maybe some loose pants just to feel hype and, and getting – because like, like Jimmy Butler said, I'm emotional right now. I want to win. Yeah. Let them. Yeah. Thank, so I'm, and who's the new? Is it Adam? What's what's the new commissioner? Adam, Adam I should say yes, new. Yes, yes. But David Stern, I like his leadership. Yeah, David Stern, and that was a big controversy because mm-hmm. he actually implemented the dress code at that time, yep. and he made it where you have to have a collared shirt and or blazer when you are sitting on the bench. And that had everything to do with Allen Iverson because Iverson was the first one to start rocking braids and he would rock like throwback jerseys and he'd have a chain on if he wasn't playing based off of, look, I'm not playing. What does it matter? But that's when David Stern – but that had a lot to do with who the advertisers are. And if you have a bunch of, let's just be real, white companies that are supporting the NBA – then you don't want to do anything that's going to turn those advertisers away. So you're going well, to see, do that, everything. That, that's what that's what it used to be. Yeah. So yeah, shout out to all the young people exactly. now that have said we ain't doing that no more. Because right. I'm telling you right now, if if that would have been um, under David Stern's leadership, he would have had something to say. See, the Miami Heat, along with Adam Silver, get it because if you are creative. The last thing that you need somebody to tell you, especially when it comes to your artistry, which in this case is his athleticism, that's his art. Yeah. And you tell him you got to dress this way. Okay, I'll say it to you this way. Black folks that work in predominantly white environments, imagine, or not even imagine, many of us spend more time in the morning getting ready to make white people comfortable in the work environment than we do focusing on how we're going to be great that day. My hair has to be a certain way. You know, like you said, because of your voice, Telly, and if you want me to go there, there, I mean, you're, you're considered a safe black man. You have the sound, you've got the look. And that's why when people say, you know, I love Samuel L. Jackson, I love Denzel Washington, and you've got other black talented male actors that don't get those same roles, it's because they don't make the majority of the people that are producing, directing, and funding those films feel comfortable. Mm -hmm. David Stern did not feel comfortable. The white advertisers did not feel comfortable. So all I'm saying is that I'm glad that we are currently living in a society where people are embracing people's identity and what they need in order to authentically genuinely demonstrate their greatness. Yeah. And, and you Because I'm telling you right now, if you tell me I'm demonic because what I got on, <laughs> I'm going to show you demonic, but I can, I'm just playing. Go ahead. <laughs> and, yes. and even like you said, <laughs> oh, you, you know, with, with your your mom and what they used to tell you, like, I uh, mean, say about you and, and, you know, she need to get on this and she have HDD, I mean, ADD or whatever it is. And, and they want to put you on some type of medicine because they think you're hyper. And, and those things that I, I – and – the black community 
we have accepted so many things because they're like, well, the school said that, you know, she might be, she needs special ed, so we need to put her in a class. Like, no, you don't have to accept that. And Thomas has a great text message here on the True Talking text line. He says, my daughter's teacher said the same thing. She asked too many questions. I told her, teach her when to ask questions, but never stop. Now she's a life coach and more. So you know what I'm saying? If she was if 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 she was shut down or if they said that, oh, you know, you're doing this too much or you're doing that too much, I mean, how are you gonna silence the next great radio personality or how are you going to silence the next great comedian because you think he's cutting up or she's cutting up in class but and see a lot of that has to do with the cancel culture that's another reason why a lot of people shut down or you know they just conceal their true identity because of this cancel culture to your point oh you know they wore this and they do that and then again i still can't get over the whole like demonic like that's what we say now to people who are creative that they're the they're evil and cruel yeah. come on man yeah. we got to do better than that yeah. that's so unhealthy right you would not listen let me, i'm gonna say this right now we benefit as as how do i want to say this as consumers of performing arts we benefit from the greats michael jackson whitney houston prince prince wore pants with his butt out you know michael jackson was very eccentric in terms of like, you know, how he dressed, you know, Whitney Houston, she literally fought demons in terms of drugs and just not being surrounded by the people that truly had her best interest, but yet they contributed and gave us their entire lives. And as soon, as soon as the pressure of, you know, like with Prince having the trouble with his record label and and Michael Jackson, you know, having the child abuse allegations and Whitney Houston, you know, struggling with her sexual orientation, having all these people pulling and stealing money from her, including her father. See, that's what I'm saying. And then where is Whitney Prince and Michael Jackson now? Uh, not Gone. with us. Yes. Please just let creatives do them. If they're not doing anything to you, if yeah. they're not breaking any laws, let creatives be creatives because I look at all, look at Luther, Luther Vandross. Mm-hmm. He struggled with, with his um, um, physical weight. Because, mm-hmm. you know, somebody was in his ear telling him out, you can't be fat. You're getting too fat, Luther. Yeah. When he was giving us what he gave us. Yeah. And where's Luther? Yeah. Because uh, when he was when he was around, it was okay to sing. But when the, you had other people that came and sing and dance, and that's yeah. when they probably got in his ear like, hey, you just can't be this big dude on the stage singing. Nobody wants to see that. You got to slim down. You got to be able to move. You got to do this. You got to do that. And yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's and that's that's unfortunate. So when we come back from break, we're going to get into our truth of the matter. This has been, for me, a very insightful show. So, again, thank you all so much for tuning in. We're going to wrap it up and get ready for Sherwin Hughes. You are listening to Truth Be Told with DT and Telly on the award-winning 101.7 FM, The Truth. Truth Be Told with DT and Telly returns after this on 101.7 The Truth, The Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com. More of Truth Be Told with DT and Telly is next on 1017 The Truth, The Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com. You gotta know what it is, Truth Nation! This is Truth Be Told with DT 
This is truth of the matter. That's right. You heard Ben Jammond. It's that time of the show at the end of each show. We'll get our truth of the matter. We'll get our takeaways from the different topics that we have discussed today. And I'll kick things off today. Going back to our conversation during the first hour about parenting and yelling at your children, no one says that it is the worst thing ever if you yell at your children. But the one thing I think that study does bring to light is knowing that there are sometimes long-term effects for decisions that you make right now. And everybody doesn't respond the same way. And so just keep that in mind when you are doing different things or, you know, maybe some of your parenting decisions that like just try and think, A, would I want this to be the way that my parents came down on me or B, you look at what could possibly be the long term effects and you don't want to be the reason why someone has long term effects based off of actions that you made that you thought you were doing the right thing. So that's just, that's my truth of the matter. DT, what you got this morning? Don't judge others simply because they're different Mm. from you. Mm. Period. Mm. Short and sweet. I like that. I like that. Big jamming. What you got? Uh, The Heat are going to lose this year. All right. (laughs) Based off Jimmy Butler's whatever you want to call it. All right, that's not not player, buddy. Okay? Y'all will not win this year. That's my truth of the matter. (laughs) There it is, DT. (laughs) Well, thank y'all again so much for listening. We love and appreciate y'all. Hope we brought some joy and information as well as inspiration to your morning. Stay tuned. This is the only station in the country that's giving you 11 consecutive hours of live Black Talk Radio. Up next, Sherwin Hughes. Make it a great day. Tell somebody you love them because we love you. Peace out.